everybody, Legion's cast is back! Woo, yeah, I'll tell you what, we're back, we're back in great fashion here. We're gonna do an episode, we didn't plan on doing an episode this quickly after our last episode, but we, we got something in our hands here, all of us have got the new Wasteland wave of Mythic Legion's. So this is going to be a review episode. We've got the figures. We're gonna we're gonna review them right here on Legion's Cast, and it's uh, it's gonna be fun. I can't wait to get my hands on some of these figures um, that uh, I've only seen pictures of and drooled over and pined for for a while now, and now it is time to feel these figures up. Of course, I'm not alone. Travis Bowles is with me. How you doing, Trav? Wonderful. Next him and across from me is Pete McCarthy. How are you, Pete? I'm doing great, Stephen. Thank you for asking. Thanks, buddy. Well, you're welcome. Well, guys, what do you think? I think we also the fact that we've got an audience here today. We do have an audience. We do. Uh, in studio, we got our uh, we got Hobby Lobby. Uh, those of you who are new to the show, Chris Middlecamp is our our local customizer. Does uh, does a lot of great work. Not, a lot of not paint just work. a local customizer. For the listeners that have bought stuff from yeah. MyActionFigureCustoms.com, yep. uh, actually paints for them, which is amazing, because he's amazing. Yeah. He's a so. mute. Um, does not speak, like Snake Eyes. And they will not be allowed to speak on this podcast, regardless. No, we told them, we wrote, we made them sign uh, non-disclosures. They just and... can't be trusted not to say the stuff that I normally say. And I've been <laughs> well-behaved now two episodes in, so... <laughs> And then next to him in the Guinness book as the oldest toy collector that has ever lived, old man Kyle is here. And man, has he lived. <laughs> I'll tell you why. He's told me about the Great Depression. He's told me about the Ark. He's told me about all this stuff that he has seen. And I'll tell you what, he his favorite toy is actually, it's actually a wheel. Because <laughs> that was the biggest breakthrough he's ever seen, was the wheel. And uh, now he's come full circle because at his age, all he watches is Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, yes. yep. And he oh. thinks he thinks Vanna's a youngin. Yeah, he's like, yeah. oh, she's a little, she's little, young, little too young for me, <laughs> little too spry. So, uh, actually, and uh, in, in Kyle's great. Kyle's been on numerous episodes of ours, and he always forgets that he was on. So it's like always the first time for him, which is cool. It's like seeing so. the things through the eyes of a child, right? So, yeah. mm. <laughs> so as I take a swig of my Sprite here, Sprite um, Legion's Cast. This episode brought to you by Coca Cola Sprite. Yeah, thirst quencher. So, what do we want to start with, guys? Well, I, I I think for starters we got to say thank you. Um, we do. Yeah, we got these figures uh, delivered to us pretty quick. Pretty quick. Yep. And we got to thank um, we got to thank the horsemen for somehow getting those figures here as quick as they they possibly. I think this might be the quickest we've seen figures. It is. Yep. It is. Yep. As far as an order aspect, um, right off um, the last one, which was siege. Siege at Bornyar. And then these popped right up, and the great people over at Megalopolis got them to us quickly so we can talk about them. So here we are. Yeah, so thank you to the horsemen in Megalopolis now, and uh, the FedEx guy. Don't FedEx think guy? that I'm not going to say negative things about these just because, you know, we've got a, we've got a sample here. I'm going to rip these apart. I don't see Literally any. Literally, because he cannot control his fat fingers. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to find something bad to say. Um, anyways, which which figure do we want to start with? Well, first off, just as a group, so we, we they're they're opened up, they're in front of us. Travis has all the bios um because he's ignorant, we love listening to him read things. Um and uh just first impressions looking across the table, we each opened one, each kind of put one together, accessorized it. Wow. As a whole, this wave is absolutely beautiful. I was handed the figure I was least excited about in this wave. Uh and I have now seen it in person and i'm like well i love it that's typical this wave reminds me of the coliseum wave um where it seemed like every figure was just a home run okay so here's the deal people in a year and a half these figures are going to be 150 dollars. that's just it because they fly under the radar you know, oh, I didn't like the little dwarf, so I didn't get him. Guess what? In a year and a half, you're going to want him. That's just the way it is. Uh, just telling you how it is and how it's been, how, what we've seen happen over the years. And I don't think it's that's done happening for quite some time. No, no, we're uh, we're still we are still on the upswing of this curve, and it's not it's not leveling off anytime soon. Yeah. Oh, Mythic Legions is so great. I mean, you got to look at it from a from a standpoint of. The company itself and how they create the figures, they've done such a good job. They actually warranted the attention of us, you know, obviously <laughs> na- nationwide, international podcasters oh, yeah. to go, hey, these warrant our attention. Let's stop what we're doing and let's do a show only about Mythic Legions, you know. Um, and, you know, the Four Horsemen actually called us and they said, hey, you know what? We want your permission to do this. And we said, yeah, guys, we'll do it for you. No big deal. We got you. Those are what you call lies, people. <laughs> All lies. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, our love of something that we wanted to talk about more, um, and that's all that it is. <laughs> so, sure. Um, well, let's get the two uh, out of the way that a lot of well, some people have in hand already. I think we should start with uh, with um, I'm blanking out on the name. Skeletor. No. <laughs> Trap jaw. Oh, it's not Skeletor? Krona. Krona. Yeah, okay. I just just came to me. Um, I knew that this figure looked amazing um, from the pictures I'd seen and the fact Steve had one from PowerCon. Um, so I, I've seen it in person already, but now really holding it in my hands, it, it is killer. Um, I love him, and here's his bio. Uh, born from an... Abominable, abominable experiment. Abdominal. Came out of the womb. Abominable (laughs) experiment. Marrying arcane resurrection magic and savagely untraditional science. Kronaw is a walking nightmare made real, built for the sole purpose of destroying life. He is the terrifying personification of pure evil, Void of any recognizable personality or emotion, Krona's directive to kill randomly and without judgment can be as dangerous to his own allies as it is to his enemies. Like a bomb that detonates and kills indiscriminately, Krona's path of destruction continues to carve its way through Bjorngar one massacre after the next. Okay, in my defense... There is no defense for you. I don't know if it's the lighting in here, 
I think it is. It's oh. kind of a little dark. Oh. And uh-huh. the words that I'm looking on on this little piece of thing paper that comes with it are very tiny. Do you have your contacts in? I have my contacts in, which I feel like I don't maybe right now. <laughs> Old man Kyle is handing me his glasses, his readers. Oh, my God. It worked. It's I feel better. Oh, gosh. Right. It happened. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, boy. That was a horrible bio reading. Um, I'm going to laugh at you with everyone else right that's now. That's uh, top three best of the worst, I think. <laughs> Abominable is a hard word, though. Abominable? See? It's pretty hard. It's tough. What I really love is how you got, as you were working your way through it, there was this long pause, and then you were like, can be as dangerous. I'm like, it took you that long to get can? Like, of all the words, I look recognizable, personality, indiscriminately, massacre, Bjorngar, and he's like, can I lost. I lost my spot. All right. So this guy's evil. Oh, incredibly evil. He looks evil too. Obviously, came in the wasteland. This was also available as an early release at PowerCon 2019. And as I said earlier, obviously, this is kind of a nod to Skeletor. Of course, I meant. Of course, I meant Cyclone. So the accessories. This honestly, this guy comes with one of my most favorite weapons um the the flail with the chain so like uh-huh. a mace ball right. this thing is amazing um absolutely awesome comes with a long sword a dagger and then a dwarf axe um has the green skeleton head with the purple john head armor and then plus a gorgo style head with small horn attachments um so just like um the other motu inspired um Mythic Legions figures, you can throw them down Motu style, or if you want to keep them more Mythic Legions because you realize how ridiculous Motu is, by all means you can do that as well. He looks amazing. So, I love oh. that reuse of that Delta Gar headgear. Um, and, you know, I, I say you can't go wrong with a Motu color scheme. Uh, they pop. It is a great, great homage to Trap Jaw. <laughs> That's what I said, Cyclone. Right, right. And um, uh, very, just he looks beautiful. He's, he's of, menacing. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Steve. Sorry about that. One of the uh, the greatest things about the the whole idea, and when sometimes you know less being more when the, in the world of paint, um, the matte the the black that's on him that's that's a matte black yeah. with the silver accents that does a ton for this figure. Obviously, the neon green, the blue, the purple. I'm all in on that kind of stuff. I'm a turtles guy. So I'm I'm a neon guy all the way. I'm a I'm a early '90s Joe guy. Love the neons, but man, this matte black, and then of course the the with as the backdrop, and then those Motu inspired colors is beautiful. Totally, totally kick ass. Um, articulated jaw. I love the articulated jaw skeleton head. Um. It is cool. You mentioned Delta, the the reuse of Delta Gar's headpiece, yeah. and then color scheming the jaw again to give it that Motu inspired look. Yeah, take two things that we already had, making something completely new to pay homage. That was a very neat trick they did. What they do with the reuse of parts, but the the, the paint to make it look just like a completely different figure, is is amazing to me. Um. And, you know, of course, having Hobby Lobby here, I've seen him take, you know, a Legion Builder and make it a completely different figure. Um, <coughs> and Steve just did that with an Ogre, a matter of fact, that I added to my collection. 
Um, but it it's amazing, and and I think it's fun. I love how they did the armored arm. You know, it's a, like his robotic, you know, arm. And, yeah. Um, and I, I've already kind of started collecting things that I'm going to hopefully have one of my favorite customizers um, turn into attachments for that arm. We'll see how that goes. He might tell me no, but um, it's awesome. It really is. And that quickly might kind of move up to be one of my favorite figures. I uh, The Motu figures, inspired ones, I like them. Um, I think they're great for, especially as a vendor, um, they sell, I mean, people love them, but the reality of it is, is I don't necessarily love all of them. Um, I enjoy them. Um, but I don't have that Motu love. So I kind of look at them sometimes and go, yeah, it's neat. But, um, Keltus is definitely a standout to me. I love Keltus. He's amazing, but the Adamon, eh, it's okay. Um, this figure, holy cow! There, I mo two or not, and I and I I spend a significant amount of my life, um, doing everything I can to disrespect Steve and his love of Motu. And this figure is it will be prominently displayed, um, in one of my totes in the back room. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's uh, not a knock on the figure. No, no that's that not a knock on the Pete's display right, habits. Right. All right. Uh. <laughs> For those of you joining Legion's cast and not being familiar with um, the the mother show where we kind of started all this, um, uh, we actually podcast uh, in a small studio in a, a store that I own um, in our hometown, and all of my collection is there, and for the most part, it's boxed up because... Um, my wife wanted to have a bunch of kids, and I don't have any space, and yeah. So, short story long, that's where that joke comes from. Um, absolutely amazing figure, and... I can honestly tell you that uh, anybody who appreciates action figures at all could never have heard of Motu and look at this figure and say it's incredible. What faction did we say? I just pulled it up. It's um, Necromonus is going to be my guess. Yeah, I believe you're correct. How'd you, say, how'd you pronounce that, Trav? Nec- nope, the Legion of Erether. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, yeah. Chris is holding that up. Hobby Lab is holding that up for me to see. Legion of Erether. That's yep. And I should say it's surprising. I mean, he does have a. A skeleton head, but the rest this, of his torso and body is this is appear, man. This appears to by far be the largest. Oh yeah, by I mean by far the largest faction. Oh yeah, for sure. Nice. All right, moving on. We're gonna do uh, Torgan Redfin. Okay, faction me. Um, bear, bear, double bear. We have Torgan. I have Torgan in my hands right now. Torgan is uh, one of the. It's like I said, this is the one I got to open up, and he was one I, I really was not looking forward to, and I'll tell you why. In pictures, his beard and his mohawk. I don't know if it's the orange coloring on him. It does not come off as it does in person. I feel like in every picture it looked uh, cheap, and uh, you know. Um, I will. I'm gonna flip it around. Just show, just to kind of a quick. Yeah. Um, it, it you looks, can, and it's it looks brighter. Looks brighter. Yep. And it just it just doesn't bring out the detail. It looks like a good custom in pictures. Now the figure in hand does not look like that. The figure in hand is beautiful. Uh, the the details are there. The shadows are there. The 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 color is not as bright as it has come off in, and not just pictures. You know, 
Yeah, I've, I've other people because this was also an early release at some other show. Toy, ToyCon New Jersey, Toy November Con. of 19, so a couple of months ago. So, like, friends of the show, I think Anthony Houseel has this in hand. He sent me pictures, and I was like, yeah, he's cool, but he always just looks a little weird. In hand, he does not look like that. He is beautiful. He is it awesome. almost looks like there's some sort of a shadow wash. Yeah, or that dark wash, wash or whatever, or something. Just, in my opinion, doesn't come out. Uh, his shield, I love his shield with the white panels that are there. Uh, along with the burgundy panels on the, on his shield, I just think that's a cool paint scheme. I'm, I'm going to go with maroon. Maroon, okay. Yeah, I, I think like so. I, I'm going to want to split hairs, but for the you know, we're trying to be accurate here on Legion's cast. I'd say that's maroon. Comes with a um, I don't know exactly. That's a dwarf sword, but it's got that real straight edge on it. With it the, is a dwarf sword. Yeah, yes. it, it looks it looks cool on a, his club. He's just a menacing little guy. I don't, here I'm going to pass him around. Also um, comes with the. Uh, um, the dwarf mace as well. Uh, no additional head with this guy. Um, I'm old school punk rock. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say I'm old school punk rock. I'm not that old. Um, the mohawk to me uh, is is always going to fly. Um, I absolutely love the mohawk. The braided beard is just absolutely amazing. Um, short, stout, like a badass teapot. I like it. Wow, beautifully done. So, Handing him off to Travis uh, now. So, uh, and- Oh, sorry. And I love every dwarf does this to me. I'm like the dwarfs. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll like it when I get it. It'll be neat. But every time I get one, I'm like, dang, dang, that's awesome. He's a great. He's a. I can see that figure being very sought after for people who passed on him. Yep. Right. I'm gonna. I what I did is I pulled it up on my iPad. Uh, I'm at uh, sourcehorseman.com. Um, great resource for all of you legions lovers and um what i did is i did the the old man kyle the reader's digest font for travis um because this time when he absolutely butchers it i don't want him to have any excuses a strict isolationist loyal to the city of ironhold torgan redfin believes only in the strength and independence of his people it was the very loyalty that led torgan to leave the kingdom that he cared for so deeply after his half-brother King Bromden, ooh, mm. Ironjaw pledged Ironhold's loyalty to Gorgo Atherblade and the Legion of Arathir. Arathir. Escaping with a band of loyalists, loyalists to seek refuge in Borngar. Borngar. Screw you, horseman. But Bagornjar. <laughs> With the house of the noble bear, Torgan now fights for Atlas the Conqueror in hopes of one day reclaiming Ironhold and freeing it from Ariather's influence. Uh, I can't wait to get that little guy on my shelf with all my other barbarians. <sighs> Trav, you crushed that one. I did, didn't I? You did. Just just good. like that chair you're sitting in. <laughs> that was absolutely that was absolutely awesome. So again, uh, another little, set of brothers. Think back to the uh, to the prologue, you know. Yeah. So he's got a brown nose, like he's a brown noser. He does. <laughs> yeah. Look no, at his he's nose. a. He actually he's uh, he did uh, lead singing for Digital Underground for a little while. So, you know, he once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. Steve is taking a look at it, and it's uh, looks like some maybe some some overspray. Uh, I don't know, or if it's just maybe supposed to be dirty. What do you think, Chris? I didn't notice it. I didn't notice it at first either, but after I picked it back up. <laughs> this, this thing really ruins the light in here. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can't really tell, I don't think. It does not. No, it's 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 hard telling. It does not. It appears to be the same color as the rest of the face. It doesn't bother me, though. I, I, Should I go try to wash it off? 
Ah, don't worry about it. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Kind of, you know. Yeah. Travis would like the brown nose. Travis would like the brown nose. Well, I just, I mean, to me, he's like, he looks like he's been in battle and, you know, it, uh. Maybe he forgot his sunscreen. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. And like I said, it's weird. I, I didn't notice it at first, but regardless, um, I think it's awesome. Well, <clears throat> wrong show, Kyle. Um, nice. Moving on. Uh, moving on. I, I, I just want to bring this up real quick. Should we have done this? Should I be reading the, uh, uh the bios? I mean, are we going to come back to these guys? We're not going to come back to these guys when we go through the factions. Is that what we're saying? Oh yeah. We're going to discuss them. Though, oh, we'll come back. And we'll come back. We're going to give them some time. Okay. Faction me. Um, faction is going to be the barrel as well. Copy that. Yep. Um, is this her? Yep. Cassia. So the only female figure in this wave um. Oh, hold on. I'm. I'm a human warrior. Uh, wasteland. Uh, again, this is another uh, early release. Toycon, New Jersey, in November 19. Comes with a warhammer, orc sword, bearded axe, a fur cape, which is magnificent. Um, got the bucket helmet, and then also a helmet with an open lower face uh, that has the black horns uh, and the ponytail attachment. Let me uh, oversize this bio here for big man. And uh, why don't you tell us about Cassia, Trav? A solitary and sullen veteran of many of Mythos's bloodiest battles, the, the weathered warrior known as Cassia spends her days in the wild of Murongar searching for enemy forces. Once a rising star on her way to becoming a member of the army, army of Leodiceus, fabled Red Shield, Cassian began to question the direction her faction was taking when Attila took over as the leader in, her, in his brother's steed. Her delusion. De, de, oh my gosh! What is this? Her disillusionment. Her dis dis disillusionment. Her disillusionment ultimately led to her defect to travel to Beorangar in hopes of joining the house of the noble bear, where she can join forces with others who, as she, who have disavowed the faction system. Okay, I might you know, have stumbled I, on that I, one. Honestly, I might have stumbled a little bit. But I remember when I was when I was a stire on my way to the armory as well. Those were good times, you know. Those were good times. <laughs> He's a rising stire. Yeah, rising rising stire on his way to the armory. Armory, armory of Lodiceus. I don't believe that I said that. So. <laughs> well, listen to the playback. You're dumb. Probably not. <laughs> so, uh, uh, this figure is beautiful. I had the pleasure of opening this figure. Uh, this. Uh, you guys want to know what this cloak feels like? You're gonna to want to watch the uh, preview for Plastic Crack. Um, nobody, not even yeah. an inside well, joke in the room. Mm -hmm. All right, fine. No, I get it. Oh, there you go. Um, absolutely amazing. Uh, the mismatched shoulder pauldrons, I absolutely love. Kind of that whole found armor, you know, kind of taken off of an yeah. enemy yep. um, after she struck him down um, as she was a rising stire. And the paint apps are magnificent. Uh, the you know. Anytime you've got a metal bra on, you're gonna I'm gonna be a fan. Yeah. Um the the knight style helmet is 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 great, but it does not hold a torch to the horned head with the ponytail. Um great sculpt, great paint app, top to bottom, great figure. Um crushed it again. Love it. I love this cloak. She's she's you know, I just tell those those noble bear figures are always my my favorite. Yeah. I just love them. Yeah, it definitely is your favorite faction. And it's fitting for what you would consider your favorite figures. Yeah, I love it. It's a great figure, and she'll fit right in. She'll look good on the shelf. 
she will. Weapons? Did we go over our weapons at all? We did. Yeah, okay. we touched did. on those already. Dipping back into the Motu world. Oh, okay. Yeah, dip in. Dip just a toe. Purplore. Purplore. Once again, another figure that I have held already, um, thanks to Steve going to PowerCon without me. Um, it, it's a beautiful figure. I love the colors. Um, it it. The only thing I would say that I wish I wish it had a screaming head, you know, I wish it had its mouth open. I, that's what I would really love to see. Which I know the horsemen are going to give us at some point, but um, right. but it's the colors are awesome. They're just awesome. You didn't you didn't jump in on the those ones that were free. No. I did not. Um, Great figure. Uh the the green and the purple that is the original uh Panthor colors from Masters of the Universe. They're just they're they're cool anyways. Just, you know, Skeletor's cat was always cool. And to to turn it into, you know, a figure like this, it's a no brainer. Um Damn, he can pose a figure. What color were uh, Panthor's armor? Green. Was it green? Yeah. Okay. Greenish. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Definitely green. Yeah. Gosh, you really can pose a figure. I don't know. Why'd you give it this little thing? I didn't. Chris did. <laughs> <laughs> Comes with a buster sword, a bone-handled knife, an elf-style shield, and then a neck piece. Um, and for those of you that aren't familiar, the neck piece is actually a buildup that goes on the underneath the shoulder mm-hmm. pauldrons to give it that little bit more muscular feline mm-hmm. uh, profile, if you will. Um, and then, of course, it, uh, again, just like we talked about, all the Mochu-inspired things, um, has the purplore head, the homage to uh, Panth- Panthor or Panthro? Thundercats Panthor. or Mochu? Panthro is Thundercats. Thank you. Um, and but it comes with a purple orc head, which looks amazing. As is well. that the same head as as Kalros? Yeah. Is it really? I don't believe so. <sighs> it is. Is it? It looks different, and I know that they do some stuff with the paint. I know. Well, it looks different. About I thought Kalros's head was bigger. No. <sighs> I just the fur on his face looks different to me. I don't. It, it almost looks more detailed. Mm. I don't know. I'd have to have Kalros here to actually judge it, but. Um, it's, I like this one much more than I like Kairos and I, and I like that one, but this one I really like, and I don't know if it's that purple. Cause if you would have said to me a purple Panther, I would have been like, that's dumb. You know, I, why would they have done that in He-Man? Why wouldn't it just been black? You know, but, um, man, I can't, I just, the paint, it's gotta be the paint. Pete pulled up a picture now of Kairos and, um. And he's got purpler, and and I. They just look so different, and it realistically is probably just the paint. Knowing how they've done things, I don't know. It's huh. sharp. I like the eyes. I like that color, man. It just pops. Yep. Just pops. Yeah, it's just the paint. I think it's the same head. It's the same head. Called away from his home in the shadowed forest city of, oh my gosh, Vaythira by Gorgo Atherblade, the evil warrior Purplor is is as renowned for his stealth as he is for his swordsmanship. Growing up in a city so shaded by trees that his life has been spent in darkness, 
Purpler is well suited for to scouting missions that require quiet and cunning. He played a key role in the siege of Bjorngar, but after tasting defeat at the hands of Atlas's armies, Purplor finds himself battling the harsh terrain of the wastelands, searching for refuge. Nice. So it sounds like he's kind of out there on his own. Bit of a wanderer. Yeah. Yeah. Very it's, cool. It's a neat figure, and that that armor, that, that color scheme just pops. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, that brings us to what one more normal size figure? Uh, yeah, I over think here. So. The the goblin. The goblin. This is the one that I've been. This would be the standout that I wanted. Really? Yeah. Yeah, this guy. I I love the goblin. Thump. I do too. Thump. Yeah, he looks all kind of dirty. He's, his his armor looks rusty. And he looks um, grumpy as, sh- as, as. Yeah, he does. He looks. He does not look like he's very friendly. Uh, he wants to kill somebody. I like that big, thick chin. Oh yeah, that big bullfrog. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Amphibious face, and uh, he he's got an expression like old man Kyle sitting over there, just grumpy as heck. Get off my lawn. <laughs> uh, I love his his little scepter, or uh, whatever this it's is. It's a here. hammer. That's the end of it. Kyle just oh, uh, oh man, Kyle just apparently likes it without the hammer head on. He doesn't it. like the head on the hammer. Yeah, gotcha. It's my favorite part of the hammer. It's the only part you really. Oh shoot! I just dropped. Why don't you go and read that bio while uh, Sausage Fingers is trying to find that piece? To celebrate his kingdom's alliance with the Legion of Arether, King Noglin furnished Gorgo Atherblade with an elite force of Gob Hollow's finest soldier. At the command of this small army of Noglin's own nephew, Thump, a brutally effective com- combatant who is famous for the skill which he wields his massive war hammer. I was pausing a moment to just stare at Kyle. While Thump's aggressive attitude ensure that he is feared and respected by those under his command, the countless blows of many battles have left their mark, both on the body and the mind of this veteran warrior. While braving the wasteland of Bjorngar, Thump finds himself not only struggling to survive, but also desperately trying to recall the details of a shadowy plan laid out by his uncle before he left Gob Hollow. That bio has got some interesting story in it. does. Beautiful. It does. I can't wait to discuss that on a further episode. Man, look at that. In some detail. The de- Speaking of detail, the chain mail peeking through out from underneath the armor. It's very, very nice. I love how we say these things and like they're something new, but they're not. No. <laughs> We're just seeing over yeah, things <laughs> that we... Amazing. But they, they, all of a sudden, it's they just pop out to you and you, you're like, oh, I didn't notice that before. Yeah. And it's amazing what a little paint does. And this is a great example, like you said, that rust as- aspect of it. Man, I really like that orange highlights. Got a dwarf-style hammer, axe, a curved sword, no additional heads. It's a goblin commander in the Legion of Aerithyr. Dang. Designer Con was where this one was an early release at. So that's three different locations yeah. in 2019. If you followed those cons, you could so, have this whole wave I, almost. I think everything yeah. bought. Yep. Yeah. The next thing we're talking about, right? Yeah, if if I'm right, I remember, I think. Oh yeah, two. Two, uh, maybe not. 
Two at PowerCon, two at ToyCon, or one at ToyCon, two at New ToyCon, New Jersey, and then one at DesignerCon. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So last but not least, and and that is um, the crown jewel of this wave. Um, you want to say that? You want to tell us what his name is? Argamides. Argamides. How do you feel about that? I think you're right. Boom. That's or, why well, we have him reading the words. Or is it Archimedes? Gosh darn it. Archimedes. Is it Archimedes? It could be Archimedes. That's the what I said. The question is, are you putting the emphasis Is it the a chick and it's Archimedes? On the correct syllable. That's the important part. So this is the ogre-sized uh, um, Cyclops, and he comes with a amazing helmet. And I actually was kind of surprised when I took the helmet off what his head really looks like. Um, it looks a lot more goblin than what i i originally kind of thought it would because of that helmet um now obviously he's got one eye instead of two but hence the name yeah cyclops he is you know wearing the the ogre um scale armor um gauntlets on the arms with a nice you know bone spikes his bones on his uh belder are painted yep um, the paint on him is just amazing. I, what? Same same exact stuff as the ogre, just oh, again yeah. paint app differently. Totally different paint scale, or excuse me, the paint scheme, completely different. What they do too with the the paint on his body? Oh, it's awesome. Uh, you know the definition of his chest and it just their ability to paint um, amazes me. Their ability to paint and their ability to sculpt in a way that hides. Uh, articulation points you know from a short distance away these almost can look like statues yeah you know but then they're but on top of that they're highly posable and it's just you know that's why they're on top I yeah mean, in I mean, my you know as far as as far as what i think they're on top when you compare a marvel legend to them oh. just the other day you pulled out a figure and you go this guy fits in with marvel with with mythic legions and it was what was what was the figure Trav? it's boar boar from a Mythic Legion, or a, a Marvel Legend figure, right? Yeah, it's from the uh, San Diego uh, Thor Thor pack. Um, Did you open that? No, I bought Boar off oh, eBay oh, okay. for $45. <laughs> so it's not the, bad. This it's, goes it's with a... Mythic Legions, and I take one look at it, and I'm like, no, it doesn't. Because he uses his, his goofy knee articulation points that stick out like sore thumbs. You know, granted, he's got a 90-degree or pop more bend in his knee, but it just takes that aesthetic right away from it. When you look at it, you're like, it doesn't. It doesn't. It fits in with the genre. It fits in with sword and sorcery. It fits in with that. But it does not, in my opinion, fit in with Mythic Legions. If it's on a shelf, though. Yeah, you, you, somebody might not notice it, especially if it's standing behind other figures. Yeah. But his aesthetic sticks out like a sore thumb to me when looking at Mythic Legions. Yeah. No, oh, and I totally understand where you're coming from. You're you're a snob. So. I am. I am very snobby, uh, especially when it comes to toys. Truth. Yeah. Archimedes, uh, members of the race of colossal one-eyes giants known as Cyclops. Cyclopes? Cyclopes? <laughs> it's not Cyclops, is it, Peter? I mean, when it's got I, an E like that, it's... I, I don't know if, if just that's a, the way it has an E because it's pluralized. Um, I will say that that is a right there. That's wrong. It's supposed to be eyed giant. So that's actually a typo that we found on Source Horseman. And this so. is why I can't be blamed. <laughs> okay, this is why. 
Um, Cyclops might- usually serve as a weaponsmith. Builders, forge masters, and architects in Mythos. Master craftsmen with a keen eye for detail and precision. These giant tinkers consider it the highest honor to fashion the weapons of war for the armies of Mythos. Argamides serves as the chief overseer of the forges of Erythir. When the hallmarks of his oversight, order, and intimidation allow him to maintain maximum productivity... But the true secret behind Argamedes, master of the forge, comes from the experience he's gained. It's so long. He's gained wielding his own creations in battle. Cyclops' single massive eye grants them the ability to see great distances, which makes them ideal for operating long-range weapons such as the Ballista and the Trabunkant. I hope that comes out, whatever it is. Argamedes is no exception to this, and he takes great pride in his service to the Legion of Arether, not only as a builder, but also as a mighty warrior willing to die for his people. Let's talk about Travis's classmates and the palpable eye roll and groan that went around the room when Mrs. Smith would say, Travis, would you like to read a section aloud? Oh, Everybody <laughs> leaned back in their chairs like, ah, here Just we go again. Just wait for recess. Today, Junior! We've got another land. Mythos instead of mythos, right? I guess. There's yeah. two There's two, uh, two uh, places here. That I believe that, that Cyclops is, is It's just supposed to be S, not ES. All right. So, yeah. That's not on me. Yep. That's why you messed up the last three as well. Exactly. Yes. I love the detail in this figure. It's amazing. I can't wait to uh, put one on my shelf. He looks he looks fantastic. I'm very excited to see some new armor for these big guys, though. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. I, you know. It just the, it's this is great. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Well, you are. That's exactly. I mean, well, what yeah. You're I'm kind of complaining. All right. Yeah. It's it's just I, I kind of want to see you know some new uh, chest harnesses and. Mix and match, you know, so that it'll just be great. We got a new helmet in the mix now, and we've got mm-hmm. a, a new head sculpt. I like that. But uh, he's beautiful. You're asking for so much. These figures have been out for, uh, this has been out for a day. And the other ones have been out for two months. Maybe three. I know. Look at you. Yeah. You're just never happy, are you? No, I'm very happy. Very happy with these figures. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, I can't wait to put them on a put them on a shelf towering over all these other little figures, and and you put him next to the dwarf. I mean, geez, op. Have, have you got any of the the ogre scales up in your cases yet? I don't have them in my case. I have them on a shelf, though. I do have them on a shelf. Um, a few of them, not not as many as I plan on opening. My favorite is my, and I'm gonna go back to it. Sorry, but. My uh, my noble bear shelf because now in that shelf I have a troll, I have an ogre scale scale guy, I've got a couple dwarfs, and I've got you know regular size figures. I've got females in there, and I just love that case because that case has got enough stuff in it that allows me to have all those scales and different body types which, in there, which is just fun. Which is what's amazing about what they've done. They've yeah. given us that. Yeah. They've given us these different scale of figures. I remember it's funny when I was I was selling some of these at a show. Um, one of our our good friends said, you know, I just can't pay 40 bucks for a dwarf. I just can't do it. I feel like I'm 
paying so much money for half a figure. And then they got their first dwarf. And guess what? They love dwarfs. They love dwarfs. <laughs> um, so the amount of plastic that goes into the figure isn't the indicator of what it's going to cost you. Um, but they're just cool. That wasn't you, was it? Was that you talking about the dwarf? <laughs> Old man Kyle. <laughs> His answer was it was a long time ago. Yep. I was young. I needed the money. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great wave, and I'm super excited about it. It's going to be fun. All right, is that that wraps the whole wave, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. That's a, that's a great wave. The Wasteland wave. Uh, huge thanks to the Four Horsemen um, and Megalopolis for getting this out to us to do this review. Um, we're wrapping up our first ever Legion's Cast review episode. Um, some great figures. Uh, Purplore, Redfin, Cronow, Thump. Mag- manganese manganese Ar- armageddon armageddon is um Ma- armaginus um Ar- and the only one i have left on my screen right here yeah. uh, argamedes um and then of course cassia uh an absolutely beautifully done wave um you're gonna want every single one of these you're gonna want a couple of some of these uh because of the multiple head options uh great weapons um great reuse and repurpose of some some things we've already seen um, and, of course, some new additions that are great as well. Um, and then, of course, paint, uh, attention to detail, absolutely amazing. If you are, uh, if you haven't ordered these or you're not getting these, then you haven't ordered them, there will probably be an in-stock sale coming for these. Uh, you're going to want to try to get some if you, if you missed out on any because if you like this stuff and you're listening to the show and if you're listening to the show, you obviously like this stuff, you are going to be... Sorry if you don't. This is going to be a pricey wave. Yep. It will be. Absolutely. Also, I uh, want to say, hey, uh, we're going to be posting this episode in uh, the Cabal, as always. Uh, if you're finding this episode through there or wherever you find it, uh, we're on our own feed now, separate from My Wife is Going to Kill Me. So th- what that means is we are on iTunes. We uh, should be on Stitcher by now. Uh, I've told Ben, I think we're on Spotify already. I've submitted all this. I think I actually heard back from Spotify. I know it's on iTunes. I'm guessing it's going to be on Stitcher and uh, probably other 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 places as well. So you can subscribe there if you are an iTunes or an Apple Podcast listener. Go to Apple Podcasts if you have an Apple iPhone. I know not. I'm saying this to some people. It's preaching to the choir. You podcast listeners, you know this. There's a lot of people that are not podcast listeners. So if you carry an iPhone, you should have a podcast app. It'll be purple. You go there. You search for Legion's Cast, and when that comes up, you subscribe. And then every time there's a new episode, it doesn't matter if you're paying attention to the Cabal or wherever it's posted. You're going to get a notification that there's a new episode out there, and you won't miss any. So subscribe. There and as, as Stitcher and everywhere else, and also uh, especially at uh, iTunes or, or Apple Podcasts, write us a review. It helps us out. It's awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, one minor correction from the chapter one episode um, in regards to the All Star vote that is going to be coming up, um, that will be a most likely a registration through storehorseman.com, not source horseman. Source Horseman is for all the information, all the goodies. If you want to buy things, you want to get involved in the mailing list, that's going to be storehorseman.com. So I wanted to clarify that. Another correction, Cyclops does have an E at the end. Pete was wrong. 
Okay, and so was Google and Webster's Dictionary. So, <laughs> <laughs> Cyclopes is a Greek mythology race, but I don't think they mean that because they would have capitalized it. So it's either got an E and shouldn't have an E, or it's not capitalized and should be. I so, was, it was just better when I said you were wrong. Um, can we yeah. just say, so, uh, don't listen to our podcast for grammatical or spelling. <laughs> grammatical, that's uh, a word too. Uh, there we go. I'm this right, it's right here. We're not the source for that. Don't come here for that. Well, Pete is, but <laughs> Pete thinks he is. But seriously, don't don't pay attention. To hey, him you know what? A very important person in my life uh, sent me a script and asked me to edit it because of me being such a jerk face on Facebook to everybody when it comes to grammar. <laughs> And I did it, and I scanned it, and I sent it back to him with my corrections. And he said, and I quote, you are my new editor. And I said, you're damn right I am. So I was very honored. So sometimes the moral of the story, kids, is being a jerk can get you places. You know, I think now that I look at this figure. Ah! Which one are you looking at, Trav? Thump. Thump. Yeah. That's Peter. <laughs> <laughs> It is Pete. It's Pete. That face is Pete. Look at that. It does look like me. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I can't argue. I mean, put that on a fat body, right? And that's uh, Pete. Well, I wasn't gonna say anything about his body. Congratulations, but... Pete! You're the first of us to get his own figure. Yeah, well. How do you feel, Delta Garden? Cost me ten grand. <laughs> um, thank you so much uh, to Hobby Lobby, Chris Middlecamp, and of course, Old Man Kyle Moore from Touchy Station. Uh, for sitting in and helping us open up some of these figures and checking them out. Um, for your host, Stephen Bashadi, co-host Travis Bowles, I am Pete McCarthy. And until next time, we'll see you guys on the road to Mythos. Yeah.